This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone. It's Nigel Seeley, and welcome along to the latest edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the number one tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers your hometown sportsbook. Joining me to look ahead to tomorrow's action in the WTA 1000 event in Beijing is our WTA tennis handicapper, Roy Giovanni. Roy Giovanni, you look like you're in a, in a in a ghost house there. I mean, no light, you know, like I said, from a horror movie. You're right. I worry about <laughs> I could it. I switch I, the light on, but it I'm just worried that someone's going to jump out of that cupboard and take you into a land that we're, we're going to lose you forever. What's going on? You're right. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's just... It's a bit. We're having this endless summer in Spain, so it's still like thirty degrees at the moment. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's October, and so it's it's really sunny still until seven o'clock in the evening. So, um, yeah, it's this. Or I've got some horrible artificial light. So this is as good as it gets. I think. Okay, but I just, no, I I'm I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm not going to. I was watching. I'm watching a scene of Friday the Thirteenth or something like that. that <laughs> Halloween, or Halloween two or something. But uh, no, you're right. Okay. Anyway, um, we've got four matches to talk about tomorrow in Beijing. It's a decent tournament. I mean, we we were we we didn't really hit any, well. All the bets we gave in the last okay. episode didn't come in any good. I mean, I think they all got bet again. The reasoning was was solid behind them, but the results never went our way, which has been pretty much the story of the of the season, unfortunately for us this year <laughs> yeah. on, on the WTA show. Um, we have the matches in Beijing. I mean, we've got through to what round are we at now? We're at the last 16, or is it the quarterfinal? No, yeah, yeah, the round of 16. Yeah. And there's some decent it's... matches here. Some decent matches. There but are. before we come on to the matches, Roy, what what do you make of the conditions? I mean, what do you what have you seen from your own eyes in the in the first couple of rounds? I mean, it's it I asked you the question off air, what's the condition like? And you said is it fast or slow? You said a bit of both. So uh, I I don't know what it's... I don't know where we go with that one. It's it just looks a bit too paced, which I know is a really strange thing to say. So servers and big hitters can do well and they can keep the rally short, but the ball really sits up. So, okay, it allows the big hitters to go for their shots, but it also gives the quicker players like the Coco Goffs and the Igus Fiontex and the Mira Andrevers, and we'll talk about that match in a bit, gives them an extra split second to retrieve. Um so we saw Goff in both her opening win against the Katarina Zandrova. Just don't know how we didn't collect on the handicap there. Um, and her epic triumph over Petra Martic. You know, she was showing incredible athleticism to stay in the points. I still think it favours the bigger hitters. And there was a really good example just now. Uh, Yelena Rybakina was 6-2 and I think she was 6-2 and 4-2 down against Mira Andreva, the 16-year-old Russian sensation. She was just making, she was serving well, but Rebecca was just making lots of unforced errors. And Andreva, she tightened up a bit, and Rebecca stopped making so many unforced errors. And her power hitting and her good serving prevailed in the end. So, you know, for a set and a half, you're thinking Andreva, who... You know, she's a very, very talented player, but she doesn't have really have any big weapons 
and she was you know a bit sort of goffs fiontech style staying in points just managed to drag out the rally and and waiting for Rybakina to make the mistake when Rybakina found her game it was one-way traffic so you know from what I've seen and especially that match today you know it still favors the bigger hitters and I'm still inclined to oppose Goff and Sviontek in the later stages it's not as pronounced as I thought it would be at the start of the tournament it's not as quick as it was three years ago it's not as quick as Tokyo was last week but I still think it's one for the bigger hitters but you know at the same time you know you've got to keep the unforced error count low and that's where somewhere like someone like a Sabalenka or a Rybakina who almost went out today that's what they've got to do they've just got to keep that unforced error count down I mean we've got a few question marks over Sabalenka I mean Katie Bolter played the match of her life against her um, in, in a previous round uh, the Brit she served for both sets but ended up going out 7-5 7-6 Sabalenka's serving in the opening round against Sophia Kennan was phenomenal she won 22 out of 23 points 96% on first serve and that fell to 67% against the Briton so you know Sabalenka she's got to keep that first serve percentage up the new world number one and we look at Sviontek wasn't overly impressive in the opening round against Sarah Saribes Toromo when I've tipped her to, to win big. And then she did win big against Magdalenette today. Uh, she won 6 1 6 1. Um, you'd expect Sfiontek to beat either Angelina Kalanina or Caroline Garcia in the quarterfinals, but then a likely semi final against Kudometova, who beat her in Tokyo, or Goff uh, would be very interesting indeed. So, as I say, you know, conditions are they're tricky because. They're not lightning quick. They're not slow, but there's kind of, there's a bit for everyone, but I think it's just favouring the bigger hitters. So the bigger hitters have the advantage and we've got four matches to talk about tomorrow. And all these matches go through the evening. So these are the early hours of Thursday morning, uh, stateside Eastern time. So the first match is about just gone midnight, 12.30 a.m. They go all the way through to about 8.30 a.m. in the morning. So if you do have a bet on the match, you can live stream the match and you can watch it from the comfort of your own home on your computer, your tablet. Um, so, you, you know, you can nip downstairs and say to the missus or the partner or Evie or at someone else's missus, you happen to be around someone else's house. You can go around, you can go down and say, listen, we're just going to pop downstairs for a, just have a cup of tea and then sit down and sit. I've done that many times before. Not at someone else's missus house, though, Roy. I'm, I'm just going to Very quick to add that. No, I just hear the dog. Quick. The dog needs some water. I've gone downstairs and just traded some Australian tennis for six hours. Brilliant. But uh, get through there and uh, get on the internet. Uh, let's have a look at the first match, 12.30 a.m. It's the, You mentioned the man you touched on the game there, Kalanina up against Garcia. Garcia is one the only player in the tournament who's won this event previously. So she has a record here, has a good record here in Beijing. Um, she hasn't had the best of years, but the number nine seed is the favourite here. She's minus 275 against Annalena Kalanina. Now, I've watched Kalanina twice on my adventures uh, around the globe watching tennis and I've seen her on a fast court where she's absolutely diabolical and I've seen her on a slow court where she's a she's a real threat um so this court conditions here and Caroline Garcia I think the quicker for her the better so uh court speed is is integral and in, in, it's so important if you're gonna have a bet here the spread is one and a half uh Garcia giving up one and a half is minus 117 uh plus uh one and a half uh can that is minus 108 and the total is uh 22 and a half is minus over, sorry, minus 106 and under 
121. I did think I did I give you the right price. It's minus 143. I think you gave the golf price. I did give the golf price. I thought I just confused myself there. I gave the golf price. Carolina Garcia is minus 143. My apologies. And Kalanina is plus 117. A lot closer. Just going a bit ahead of myself there, Roy. I apologize for that. (laughs) But um, I think this one here is all about how quick it's it's a you would imagine it being quicker given the time of day it's it's on. It's an early match, or I can imagine the courts being a little bit quicker, which should suit Garcia, I would have thought. Well, we've got a really good good um, indicator for this because these two have met just the once. It was only last week in Tokyo uh, when it was quick, and Garcia won 6 4 6 3. Mm. Uh, as I said, conditions not as quick here. Um, so that definitely plays into the Ukrainians' hands. I mean, this is the thing about it being a bit too paced. So Garcia served 10 aces and no double faults in Tokyo. She's serving plenty of aces here. So it's almost like the big serves are flying through. But anything else sort of on the baseline can get dragged out. You know, it's it's really sitting up a bit like it did at Indian Wells. You know, it's balls really sitting up and sort of got that really sort of slow high bounce. But um, so Garcia serving plenty of aces, Kalanina, as you say, you know, slow condition, she's better. She's a real scrapper from the baseline. We saw when she reached the final in Rome this year. You know, I, I was looking, thinking overs might be a bet, but overs is high at 22 and a half. Um, at the prices, I'd lean towards Kalanina. I mean, I think they were each of one, you know, you know 10 to 11, each of one and the other last week in Tokyo. So Kalanina is suddenly odds against in better conditions. I'd lean towards Kalanina here, but but no, no bet for me in this one. Yeah, I think this is really, really difficult to uh, to call. I think you really need to find out what the speed, and maybe look at the match in running, see how the first opening couple of games going. And uh, if it's quick, I think it probably will be quick, given the time of day Garcia has the advantage. And if it's slow, uh, or it, the weather conditions change. Well, the weather conditions like tomorrow, or is it going to be a little bit cooler? Yeah, or is it, but- is it- They've not been particularly hot all week. I think it's sort of sort of early twenties has been the temperature. Um, not really conducive to to fast or slow courts. I mean, tomorrow it's a bit cooler. Tomorrow actually, maximum temperature is twenty degrees. Um, so yeah, shouldn't be too quick. I think. I think Kalanina's got a chance. She has to play well, obviously, but. It's a, it's a very tricky one, this one. Yeah, difficult one to call. So we're not advising a bet on that. Kalanina, uh, slight lean to bounce back from the disappointment last week. But obviously, if it is quick, Garcia has the advantage here. Uh, next match, could have met against Coco Goff. That's probably, this is probably the best match of the day, really, when you look at it. Coco Goff is obviously the US Open champion. Uh, she's come in here and she hasn't played. Uh, she played Alexandrova. I thought she gave her some tests. Um, so unlucky not to cover the four and a half spread there. I mean, that, that was a, that was a heartbreak, really. Uh, Martic, the, give her give her a real tough game. The veteran, you would say, Martic's a bit of a veteran now. She gave her a, a real tough test. And could have met her is the, the woman in form. I mean, she won in Tokyo. She got a bye, obviously, we spoke about that. She, she's quite fresh. Don't worry about that. She got through the second round. Had her struggles against uh, Serenko. Um, but could have met her here is, is an overwhelming outsider. She's plus 210. Coco Goff is minus 275. They have met twice before. The head-to-head is one win apiece. Um, I, 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 I mean, I, I think Coco Goff is, is going to be a public play, but uh, both matches they played before in both this year in Doha and Shukka have been long matches. They've gone all the way, and I can see this one going a long way. I mean, I, I lean towards Kudametsuba, 
But I think the total here at 21 and a half on the over minus 106 is, is probably the way I would go. He's cashed them both in the matches this year. Uh, what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I'm I'm surprised to see Goff as short as, he, as she is. I mean, she's made, as you've said, she's made hard work of her first two matches. Martic served for the match yesterday. Almost the story of her career, you know, she couldn't get it done. I mean, Goff showed great fight to get through yesterday. Her athleticism, her retrieving is fantastic. As you say, she's up against an inform opponent, Kudometova. Won Tokyo last week. She beat Svantec and then Jessica Pagula in the final. Against Serenko, she was out of sorts in the first set and then brilliant in the second, too. You know, she won she was three, six, six love, six love. Serenko didn't play that badly, but when Kudometovas, when she's serving this well, she's very hard to play against. Her forehand's working beautifully. As I was saying, you know, her big serves were flying through the baseline, just ball just sits up. So it looks like this surface is actually suiting her. It's just giving her that little bit extra time to hit through the ball. And Goff doesn't have the weapons Kudometova has. As you said, they're both their meetings this year, and that's their two meetings in the career, both went the distance. Kudometova won in really windy conditions in Doha, 6 uh, In Stuttgart, no wind there because it's indoors, but the American won a, a final set tie break. I have to say, I've, I've tried to get Goff beat twice already this week. I backed Martic yesterday, and, and obviously that didn't come through. It's got to be third time lucky, I'm thinking. Um, I think Gudemetova's too big at plus 210. I, I think she's a good play on the money line. I'm also really tempted by over two and a half cents, given that both the previous meetings have gone three. I don't think there's a hell of a lot between them. I, I do fancy Kudometova to win, but over two and a half sets at plus 160 is a big price to my eyes. So I have two plays for me, Kudometova to win at plus 210 and over two and a half sets at plus 160. We're looking at Kudometova here. She's ending the season really well. Um, when players end the season really well, we, we cast one eye ahead to the Australian Open. Um Looking at Kudometova, the what you've seen of her so far, the way she's playing, the confidence, if she can beat Goff here and get through and, and go, even if she, I'm, I'm going a little bit ahead of myself here, but say she can go deep in this tournament, maybe even win it back to back tournaments. Uh, is it is this a marker for the Australian Open as well? It could be, but she's really flattered to deceive at, at slams. I mean, she went out early in the French, having been in good form. Um, she just hasn't got as far as she should have done in slams. And I don't know if it's a pressure thing, but she's never really delivered. Um, but form-wise, she certainly played well enough to be in the conversation. I mean, she's and she's got all the attributes to be, you know, a, a slam contender. She she's got she's got a big game. I mean, she she hits it hard off both wings. She's got a great forehand. Her serve is very, very good on its day. I mean, it's it's probably one of the top, she's probably one of the top five servers in women's tennis when it's working. You know, she's only 26, so you know, there's still, you know, still, still progress That's ancient to come, in tennis. Hopefully. That's ancient in tennis. Well, That's old in tennis world. <laughs> some Not an hour well, in tennis world. Bloomers. That's old. <laughs> some are late bloomers and and well she she has all the attributes i mean she really i mean she has recently linked up with dimitri tersonov who you know had a great you know run with annette contivate took her to number two in the world 
So maybe that is having an impact. I mean, she's always been a bit flaky and up and down in form. I mean, in Madrid, she had a really good run in Madrid. She'd show no form before Madrid. And then out of nowhere, I think she reached the semifinals and, and went out to Sfiontech fairly quickly. But she's she's showing a bit more consistency now. So maybe she can translate that to a slam. I mean, her best showings quarterfinals in the French last year. Um, she, she went out in round two at Wimbledon, which you'd think would be a surface that would suit her. But for some reason, it hasn't come together at slams. But you never know. Next year could be the year. I've looked at the odds of her. She's 20 to one. And I'm not interested in that price. I thought she might yeah, be. Yeah, I'm not interested in 20 to one. I think if she was 50 to one, I might mm, not have a little bit of a sneaky couple of dollars on her each way now, the 50 to one, but 20 to one. Uh, no, not for me. Thank you very Plenty much. Plenty short enough. Sakari uh, against Wang. Uh, Wang obviously got the local support, did really well in the last match. She beat Kazakina, real battled in that match. I actually better in that match in play. Um, she really did play well, actually. She, she gave uh, Kazakina a bit of a, a thumping especially in the second set she first set was quite tight and then she come out in the second set and she really took it and the crowd were, were going crazy so they that's a huge factor for her and she up against Zachary though was in decent form Zachary reached the semi-finals uh last week again in um in Tokyo um the thing is with this one is that obviously Zachary's had a bye through to the first round again I, I like this we we said about the bye the, the players in, who got through to the semi-finals the week before get a bye on these tournaments here on the Asian swing, which I think is a good thing, but a lot of people are, are undecided by that. But uh, she got beat by Pegida in the semifinals in a pretty poor performance. But Sakari is one of these players that she can be hit or miss it. And um, I don't think she really likes the pressure. And I, I with the home support here, I, I, I think Wang's got a, a little bit of a fighter's chance. She's plus 205. Uh, Sakari's minus 265. Not quite convinced I'd, I'd probably bet Wang on the money line. But on the spread... Plus three and a half, minus one hundred four, total twenty one and a half. I can see this going long, and I could give, I certainly give Wang a chance of getting a set. I'm not, I don't know where you're thinking of your agreeing with me or disagreeing with this one, Rory. Yeah, I, I've not had a bet on this, but I, I totally see where you're coming from. I mean, the bet I, the bet I sort of looked at and thought was possible was was the handicap Wang plus three and a half games. Very interesting. She's played really well of late. I, I backed her a couple of tournaments back. Battery Ness Osaka. And she lost to Lin Zhu in the semi-finals. Um, but yeah, she's in she's in really good form. She's in, in the top 40 now. Um, she swept aside Kazakina yesterday, as you said. Um, Sakari, she won that WTA 1000 in Guadalajara. As I've said before, that was a, that was a 1000 in name only. I mean, the vast majority of the top names were missing. Fair play to her. She took full advantage. But two things. One, the surface, I think, suits her. Uh, because it gives her time to to unleash that forehand, um, but she is flaky. She can be very flaky, and home crowd support for Wang, yeah, I, I, this this is a potential shock. Um, I'm not going to have a bet on it, but I, I don't think anyone should be backing Zachary at minus two six five. I mean that that's. That's a very risky price. It's a very short price. Um, could be an interesting one. Could be one to back in play. Yeah, if if I was gonna, if I had to have a bet, it would be Wang on the handicap. But um, you know, I mean, I looked at overs games. That's quite high at twenty one and a half. You know, that's higher than I would have expected for the disparity in the in the in the money line odds. But 
I think this is one I'm going to leave alone, to be honest. Yeah, this match starts at 4am in the morning. There is 29 different markets available. Bet Rivers, total games won by Wang, uh, over 11 and a half, maybe. Uh, Wang to win a set, you can bet that, but it is, it is minus money. It's minus 139. Probably better value. I, I, I think the games are a bet here. I, I think Wang's got a chance. I think she. I even think Wang might win the first set. Wang to win the first set could be an interesting in. Get that crowd behind her and Zachary to come through with a proven, uh, more experience on the bigger occasion. Uh, the next match is an interesting one here. I mean, this is this is look at the betting. It's the most heavily favoured of the day. It's uh, the new world number one, Sabalenka. She's up against Jasmine Paolini, the Italian. Um, Sabalenka is minus one uh, twelve hundred and fifty to win this match. You could put one thousand two hundred fifty dollars on to win a hundred dollars, and Paolini is eight to one to win the match. Now. Paulini is just outside the top 32 in the world. I mean, she's literally like one good win here. She's in the 32 in the world. She's a seeded player. She's had a very, very good year, best year of her career. And she's got a good record against Sabalenka. They've met three times before. She leads 2-1 in the head-to-head. The one thing that's taken my that's caught my attention is that in the three matches they played, the total games have been, they've been long matches. 26 first uh so 35, 20, 35, 30, and 26 and the amount of total games that they've uh, they've played here. So uh, that was the, the, the market. That, sorry, let's start again. 35, 30, sorry, 35, 20, and 36. I'll get there in the end. So I've got it wrong again. 35, 20, and 36. I've written I've written my notes. Hang two on. and a three, and it looks like a two and a three. Anyway, I'll get there in a 26. 26. 35, 20, and 26 are the total games make up in these matches before these when these two are played. Now, tomorrow, you, you, you've got a decent offering here. The total games with Bet Rivers is 18 and a half, and over is minus 107. The spread is six and a half. So, uh, Paulini minus 130. Sabalenka plus uh, 102, minus six and a half. But that 18 and a half total has really caught my attention, Rory. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, this this just looks priced wrong. I mean, and you can see why it's priced that way. Sabalenka's world number one, Paulini's outside the top 30, et cetera, et cetera. The Italian won their last meeting at Indian Wells last year. That was 266363. Sabalenka served 10 double faults in that one. Sabalenka won when they met indoors in Linz in 2020. The first clash was in 2017. It's probably too old to really count. But Sabalenka won 6-4-6-4 when they met in Linz in 2020. Um, she served 11 aces to four double faults. Remember last year when Sabalenka was having all sorts of problems with her serve. And, you know, she's a lot better now, but it's still not perfect. Paulini is a massive underdog, but she does seem to enjoy playing Sabalenka more than most. I think the conditions play to her strengths. I was, I was mentioning Indian Wells. So these two met in Indian Wells. That's kind of why I made the analogy, because I was watching some of that Indian Wells match earlier. The conditions do play to Paulini's strength because it gives her time to run around and play her forehand. That's definitely her best shot. Sabalenka's first serve percentage has been high so far at 60%. That's pretty good. Paulini really likes to go after her second serve. Um, and she has done in their previous meetings. And you'd think Sabalenka would tee off on, on Paulini's second serve like she does to so many people, but she hasn't managed it when they've met before. And I think it's because Paulini likes to throw in the kick serve on the second serve. And that worked in Indian Wells, and it's working here. I and mean, if you've seen any of the action, the kick serves really jump up. 
Um, and you've, you've even seen like on the baseline, you've seen the odd moon ball thrown in there because it does have this high kind of slow bounce. Now, if Sabalenka brings her A game, she, she probably wins this comfortably, you know, on all known form. She's a superior player. She's world number one. If she's a little bit below par, this is dangerous for her. And she knows Paolini has given her problems before. I like overs games. I'm actually going to be a bit more adventurous. I'm going to go for over 19 and a half, which again would have cashed in all three previous meetings. That's plus one, three, two, which to me looks absolutely massive. Um, so much so that I'm making it a two point bet. And I'm going to have a point on Paolini to win. I just think plus 800 is far too big a price, given their previous history, given that Paolini's having the season of her life. OK, Sabalenka's world number one. You could argue she's having the season of her life as well. But from what I saw of that Sabalenka against Bolter in the previous round, Sabalenka's beatable. It's not as quick as I thought it was. I thought it was going to be quicker. I thought Sabalenka would, would race through these early rounds. But that's not proven to be the case. I mean, she did play really well against Kenyon, served fantastically well. Paolini just might have the answer on this surface. And I think, you know, the prices are there. They're definitely tempting because, you know, it's, it's one of those where you could argue the prices should be a lot lower. In the long run, if you're backing things at a bigger price, they should be, you'll eventually win, eventually. But I think this is one of those where you've just got to think these prices are too big. You've got to have a go. So all your eggs are in the Paulini basket this week. <laughs> so we've got Paulini to win so. one unit on the money line at $8 and over 20, uh, 19 and a half games at plus 130, did you say? 132. 132, even better. So we've got two bets on the seven link. I, do, I agree. I, 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 I'm, I would go down the 18 and a half. Though. I'd, I'd just play the 18 and a half. I'd be happy <laughs> with the 18 and a half. But uh, I would play that. But I do think that the angle, the double games there, I think it could, could have met everyone. Coco Goff could be another one for overs. Zachary Wang, another one for potentially overs. And Kalina, Kalanina Garcia, I wouldn't have a clue where that was one was going to go. So I wouldn't touch that <laughs> on the last one. Um, no. Just have a look at the draw, though, Rory, before we go. Um, Sabalenka and Paulini, the winner of that will play Rybakina in the quarterfinals. Uh, we only know one quarterfinal, which is Stepenka against Samsonova. Uh, Zachary and Wang will play the winner of Kudometova or Goff, and Kalanina Garcia will play the winner. Uh, sorry, the Kalanina or Garcia, the winner of that will play Shriontek. So that's the draw in the draw order. Um, the outright odds will be available with Bet Rivers in the next hour or so, and they'll be live when this this um, this video goes live as well. Um, if you if you were looking for someone to win the tournament, where would your money be heading? Um, to be honest, and it depends what price she is. And this is this, this comes with a government health warning. Yelena Ostapenko. <laughs> I really think she's got a chance here because it's it's not too quick. She's not going to get overpowered by the really big hitters. And the ball just sits up perfectly for her. She absolutely marmalized Jessica Pagula in the last round. I mean, it was Marmalized. Just what's, incredible. Marmalized. What's, what's, what's marmalized? Uh, six four six two. She thrashed her. And Pegula, you'd I need think to Google that. Another word I need to Google. Marmalize. I thought it was what you put on your toast. Marmalize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you you make marmalade out of something, you know. But she she was so good in that match. And I I really thought Pegula would do well. And and that's kind of because we know Pegula's so good in quicker conditions. That proves that 
kind of goes to it sort of prove that it's not they're not massively quick conditions i mean ostapenko struggled in her opening round against everlease from from germany she just had one of those games and, and that's the thing with ostapenko it's, it's just a matter of her stringing two performances together i just think this is a really really difficult tournament to call because of the sort of because the pace of the courts are interesting let's say you know the, the, the harder hitters have a better chance and it's just it could, it could just be set up for someone like ostapenko to just you know just smash the ball past everyone and and she can do that the only problem is 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 her unforced errors if she can keep them down i mean you can say the same about Rybakina as we saw today against andreva as soon as she she cut out the unforced errors she steamrolled at her steamrolled at her um Sabalenka against Paulini. She has to keep the unforced errors down. She has to get plenty of first serves in. It's a really, really wide open tournament. Everyone, pretty much everyone's got a chance. But um, depending on the price, I might be tempted by Ostapenko. Just one little quick thing. I've mentioned it when we spoke last week, or, or it was last week, wasn't it? Uh, it was um, the fact that people who are, are tr- trying to get into the race, the, the end of the tour, the tour championship starts in Cancun at the end of this month. Uh, a win for Zachary will take her within touching distance of Mukova, who's injured at the moment. So she can go into eighth spot. She's currently ninth spot. She'll get in the, in the race. So Zachary's got huge an incentive to win this. And Ostapenka would need to win the tournament to go more or less on level with Mukova as well. So she's if she wants to get into that tour championship, Ostapenka has to win this event as well. So Zachary and Ostapenka are two players in this draw who have huge incentives this week, whereas a lot of players which want to ease down, you know, Coco Goff's won what she wanted to win. She's qualified for the year-end championship. Sabalenka's qualified. She's wanted to be world number one. She's number one. So Zachary and Ostapenka are the two players that have everything to play for over the next few days in Beijing. Uh, Rory, thank you very much, as always, for joining us. Enjoy Thanks, the I'm just wondering, of- can Kudometova get in? Has she got no, no, she's, she's, she's 15th. If she wins, if she okay. wins, she will go uh, about ninth as well, but she will go or probably 10th. Right. She'll go with Zachary. But really, a win for Zachary will take her up to, uh, ahead of Von Drusova. She'll go up to sixth. And wow. a win okay. for um, Zach, uh, sorry, a win for Ostapenko. Ostapenko. Tell her more, take a more or less level with Mukova. And with Mukova injured, she only needs to pick up a couple of, pay a couple of tournaments and she will go ahead of Mukova. So, they're the two real players. Couldn't have met if it can. You know, she's she's a good incentive for her, but I think she's probably going to struggle to to break in. Um, anyway, thank you very much for joining us, Rory. Rory, I mentioned Cheers, the Tour Championship there. That'll be the next time we speak, Rory. At the end of the month, we're going to be speaking about the WTA Tour Championships over in Cancun, the new venue uh, for the Tour Championship. Here. Hopefully, um, you know, we'll see Zachary. Hopefully, Ostapenka's Pink is there for all his money's on English because he needs to win this to be there. So uh, if if Ostomenko is in Cancun, Roy would be a very happy bunny. Um, looking at the, uh, the those four ways to follow us here on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, you can download the podcast, which is Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on your preferred podcast provider. Uh, follow our YouTube channel, which is Betting Weekly Studios. A huge amount of content on there. Loads and loads and loads of you have subscribed over the last weeks. So thank you very much for joining us, and I hope you enjoy what we're having there. It's a huge amount of stuff this weekend as well with the soccer all around Europe. And also you can follow us on our socials, on our Instagram page and on our Twitter page. We share the same handle at Because We Win. Uh, Rory, I hope you just, something does, a hand doesn't come out that that 
cupboard there and take you off to Narnia before we uh, we speak about yeah. Cancun. But uh, yeah. uh, good luck for the rain in the tournament. And uh, listen, mate, it's been a joy chatting to you over the last few months. And uh, we'll speak to you for the finale at the end of the month. Take care. Have a good weekend. And uh, good luck, everybody, with your bets. And we'll speak to you very soon. Back tomorrow with Sean Calvert looking at the men's tennis over in Shanghai.